Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my co-host, Michelle Clare. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Patricia. I am doing well. How are you tonight? I am doing well. I know we were both talking about we've had, like, exhausting days for some reason. There's got to be something in the air from where you are in Arizona, all the way here to New England. There's some kind of fatigue <laughs> floating around, huh? I think so. I, You know, I think a lot of people are feeling it right now because there is a lot of energy shifting around us, and I think people yeah. are, it's kind of, we're feeling it in our human bodies. Well, I know I am, and there's like no really good reason for me to be uh, feeling this way, so... <laughs> I can't say I ran a marathon, you know, and now I'm tired. No, it's nothing like that. You know, I made dinner and I'm tired, so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's oh all, you gosh. know. That's I, I can't really, you know, attribute it to anything. It's a bit disappointing that I don't have a real good reason, but I don't. So it is what it is. So anyways, you that's have new stuff going going on, new events, new gatherings. What's happening with you? I do. If you are in the Phoenix area, I will be in Tempe this weekend at the Shrine of Holy Wisdom doing a group reading. Um, so I'm oh, excited fun. about that. That's on Saturday. Yes. You know what I love? I love that we, at least in Arizona, we're gathering again in public and being able to do this because the energy when everyone comes together is so different than when everyone's sitting home. So I love that we're getting back to living here. Yeah, it's so nice. I mean, all these lockdowns that apparently, according to studies, didn't really help anything. It's good that they're behind us and we can get together again without fear and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, so I will have that this weekend. And then if you are not in the Phoenix area, I have an online gallery group reading that you can join through Zoom at the end of this month. And you can find out all of my events for the next few months coming up on my website, michelleclaire.net. So, um, yes, come join me. Let's have fun. Let's, Let's be excited and bring in spring and new energy and moving forward with this year. Oh, I can't wait for spring to be here. Of course, it's going to be a little bit later than where you are, but I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to getting out in my garden and planting vegetables and all kinds of exciting things. So, yeah, yeah. And it feels, yeah. you know, we actually had a heat wave here. It was like 42. That's a heat wave for us. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
I know it. I know it. Yeah. I, was, I was outside with my ski jacket unzipped. It was like, wow, you know, this feels great. So anyway. Wow. So our guest amazing. tonight. To, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Let's talk about our guest. Okay. Our guest isn't here yet. And okay. <clears throat> hopefully she will join us. <laughs> but we are going <laughs> to be talking about miracles and angels, whether she's here or not, because that's a great topic. And everybody interested in miracles and there's so many accounts of miracles that have been well documented and so many accounts of people that have had experiences with angels and i know you're an angel communicator so we're going to get to all Mm -hmm. of this tonight like i said whether corinne can make it or not i don't know where she is but i reminded her a bunch of times so hopefully she will maybe get her times screwed up but she will be here i hope but if not you're going to be our angel expert tonight. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but before we all get to that, I also wanted to mention, please go to our website, supernaturalgirlswithaz.com. And on the homepage, if you scroll down, you will see under advertisers, there is a company that's actually selling Tesla coils. <clears throat> now, these things are very... Mm. Very interesting, and apparently how they work is that you get them and you put them underneath your bed or near your bed, and mm-hmm. apparently they put off a particular wavelength that allows your body more energy so that it can heal itself. Fascinating. Oh, wow. Fascinating technology. That is and they also, isn't it? I mean, I love easy, mm-hmm. and that's easy. The other thing that they yes. have are med beds where you can actually sleep on these beds that have many more coils, Tesla coils. And they're offering mm-hmm. it, if you click on our link there that where it says what it is and you go to their website, they're offering an opportunity for people with Parkinson's disease to use their beds for no cost as a part of a oh, study wow. and how, isn't that great? And how this can That's benefit amazing. Parkinson's patients. Yeah. So I, I'm very happy that they're they're advertising with us on our website. It's something that's brand new, and of course we've heard so many people on the show talk about what's coming, you know, from medicine in the future, and it's all about this. It's all about energy. It's about light. I'm sure everybody's seen all the new light machines that are being advertised on Facebook. Some are LED, some are laser. We've had Dr. Weber on the show from Germany who invented a low-level red laser and then a multicolored laser that's actually an IV. If you want to hear all about that, just go look up that show with Dr. Weber. He he is a brilliant man, and he described everything about these things he's invented and how they work. And, again, these are side-effect-free. Some of these things he's invented you can use at home. And some mm-hmm. of these things that he has, you have to go to a facility. Like, for example, the IV laser, um, that one you have to go to a medical facility for. But there are a few places around the country that have purchased these from Dr. Weber and are now using them in their practice. Now, I've talked to some wow. patients. Yeah, they've been up to either the New Hampshire Clinic or the California Clinic, and they've had this treatment. And they say you come out like a new person. It is so powerful and so wonderful. And, again, no side effects. So go back to that show if you're interested 
and you can hear Dr. Weber describe all of this new laser technology yourself. Plus, you can click on the link. That's also on our website, and it'll it'll bring you to the California Clinic that works with all of this equipment there. So it's great stuff, and it's leading edge. Of course, we have to give you the caveat. Always consult with your doctor. But take a look at this for informational purposes, and you can learn a lot from there and see if any of it is right for you. But certainly the Tesla coils are very fascinating to me, Michelle. I'm thinking I have to invest in one. Yeah. You can even get one for your pet. You can get one for your dog or your cat. Why not? Why not, right? Why why not is right. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we have nothing to lose. We spend tons of money on, on supplements and, and all sorts of stuff that we're not even sure, you know, if this is actually helping us. So why not try one of those? See how well, it I'm works all for you. It. Yes, because I take a lot of supplements also, and I'm really tired of it. Don't you get tired of taking so mm-hmm. many pills? I do. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, oh just yeah. give me a... Give me a liquid, just once. Just give me a liquid to swallow instead of all those Once a day. Yeah, (laughs) make it easy on me. But these Tesla coils are quite fascinating. Actually, uh, one of our dear friends here, Bob Luca, is the one who told me about them. So thank you, Bob. Um, And I know Bob and I are both hoping to try it soon, and Michelle, I hope you will too. So for everybody who's interested, that's where you can find it. So. Tonight, I see our guest has arrived, and I am going to bring her on to the show in just a minute because I want to introduce you to her first. Now, Corinne has been with us before. She is a great guest, and we're so happy to have her with us tonight. She has an international number one best-selling book. It is called The Angel Experiment. She's also a licensed psychotherapist, a speaker, transformational leader, and a trained psychedelic therapist. i got to find out more about that. What do you think? That sounds interesting. That does sound interesting. Yeah, so we got a, we got a quiz on that one. And so mm-hmm. anyway, she has she does so much, and she does a lot. She helps a lot of people through all of this transpersonal work. And she's also led groups to Machu Picchu, Ireland, Redwood Forest, the heart of Mount Shasta, Yeah, all these Mm -hmm. magical places. But many years ago, how did this get started? Well, Corinne witnessed a miracle that was so mind-bending and extraordinary that it changed her life forever. So this intense spiritual awakening led to the discovery of her profound intuitive and healing abilities that until that time she had no idea that she had these. So since that day, she committed to teaching others about the profound magic that lives inside of us and how to expand our hearts, lives, and businesses fueled by the power of spirit. And isn't this exciting? I'm so glad she's with us tonight. So, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm getting this mic ready. Corinne, welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. So great to be here again, guys. Yay. Well, I don't think you... Yeah, I don't think you've met Michelle before, but I'll tell you, Michelle is, she understands this whole journey personally because she is also a psychic medium, has had three near-death experiences herself, but we want to hear all about what you're up to. My goodness, it sounds like you've, you've got all kinds of things going on. So um, let's start with how, how this 
all began for you because you had quite an experience that got this whole thing going. Uh, yes, um, during a really, uh, well, I, I was going to say during a really hard period in my life, but really it was the first, you know, three decades that was the hard period. And um, <laughs> wow. three, three, three and a half decades. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty intense. But um, essentially I had a, a very profound angel experience. I witnessed a miracle and it really kind of changed things. It just, it was like, you know, one day I lived in one world and then the next day a new world was born. And I was, um, you know, kind of set on this journey of self-discovery uh, 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 about what happened. And, and step by step, it, uh, it led me into the life that I had today, I have today. And it was very, oh, I don't know what to say. I mean, it was just, uh, uh, it was like a serious line was drawn in the sand. And before I met the angels, I didn't really fully believe in them. I mean, I knew about them, but I had never had um, an angel experience. So it was really the miracle happened, and then, uh, yeah, they led me on this journey, um, or spirit led me on this journey to slowly heal my life and then eventually to begin helping others. So when you talk about the first three decades that were hard, what what was going on? That What were the challenges you faced? Um, yeah, so I came from a very, uh, what's the, well, my father did two tours in Vietnam, and, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, they didn't really have support for veterans. And so he came back with a pretty serious case of PTSD. I mean, this is language that I'm using today, but we didn't really have that language back then. And he yeah, was an alcoholic right. and saw a lot of wartime and was very violent and all of those things. So so that was kind of the upbringing. And then my mom, and he was, you know, violent with us. My mom also passed away when I was a teenager. So mm. by the time I was 18, I literally, I remember thinking that I was ready to die by the time I was 18. Mm. It's just like, this life feels full. I feel done. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. And so mm-hmm. that kind of feeling, that thought lingered with me. And I still did things. I did the formula for life, if you know what I mean, like, our culture tells us if we, you know, go to school, get a good job, get married, have kids, do all those things that everything's going to be fine. And that's the recipe for success and happiness. And that didn't work for me. So um, because the the shadows of my past were so deep, I, I just white knuckled through life most of the time. And, um, and I think like so many people, when they're struggling, we don't really wear it on the outside. When we leave the house, we put on this really good face and, and so I managed to go to college. I mean, I was did a shitload of drugs. Oh, my, I'm sorry if I I, I forgot to ask. No, okay, but I just, <laughs> all right. We can my say dad. what we want on this show. Oh, you can. Okay, because I'm just I'm potty mouth girl. But you know, I'm gonna try and simmer down, keep it at a minimum. Uh, but I just so many drugs in my twenties, and it was really I feel like a drive for death. But I was not able to just kind of do that myself. So I was finding other ways to do high-risk behavior and, and try and escape the planet. Um, so that was it. I struggled with massive depression. The only prayers that I would do back then uh, were my prayers to please let today be my last day. Um, wow. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what, like, the first, you know, few decades were about, really, for me, is pretending like I belonged here, pretending like I could do it, pretending like I could connect with life in the way that it seemed like other people could connect with life. Yeah, and I just mm-hmm. always felt like a stranger, a, a stranger in a strange land, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally understandable. Yes. Wow. What was the miracle that you witnessed? Can you share that with us? Sure. Yeah. I um, I received for my birthday an angel reading, and um, I didn't know really what that was, but I was. At the time, just to give you guys an idea of how I was surviving back then, I was drinking um, maybe a bottle of tequila every two days, mm-hmm. um, a, a big bottle, okay, every two days. Right. I, was taking, I was taking a bunch of Adderall. I was on antidepressants. And I was also, and still am, a licensed psychotherapist. Um, and so I was working, you know, in the, in the more impoverished neighborhoods, in LA to help support gang members and and kids get off the street and things like that. But, you know, as you can tell, I was burning the candle at both ends and, and uh, I had a a three-year-old at home and it was just, just miserable. I was working too much. Me and, uh, you know, my husband at the time, we, we were on the verge of divorcing. I mean, it was, it was really a shit show. I'm just, you know, just in a nutshell. Yeah. So this, Mm -hmm. this angel reading was so, um, you know, it just it, to me, it was just like, oh, let's go see a psychic. I thought it was like a fun thing, and it was really mm-hmm. fun, but in a really profound way um, where I could feel a change after that one session. And she said, you have a lot of angels with you. Just make sure you keep talking to them and act as if they're real. You know, talk to them as if they're real and see what happens. So that's what I did. So, you know, after a few days, I, I could feel the change right away as far as I felt like my heart was lifting slowly but surely. And all these beautiful synchronicities started happening. And I saw the numbers and angel wings everywhere. And it's like, whoa, this could be real, but I'm not sure. Um, but the mm-hmm. miracle itself, I was, I was on my way to a client's house. And as I was driving, I was driving through the hood. And, and a bird fell from the sky. And landed right in front of my car. So I hit the brakes and I didn't know what to do. So as I drove around the car, I saw that the bird had a mangled wing. And um, as as I kept driving, I, I, I decided to pray for it. I mean, I felt like I wanted to rescue it somehow, but like I'm in the hood. I'm not going to get out of the car and, you know. Um, so, yeah, I prayed for the bird and I kept watching it as I drove around and and as I looked in the rearview mirror, I saw the bird uh, start kind of shim- shim- shimmering or shimmying on the ground. And as mm-hmm. I watched the body of the bird, a small bird jumped up from the body of that bird, flew away. Then a second little bird jumped up from the body of that bigger bird, flew away. And then oh another small tiny bird hmm. jumped up from the body of that bird and flew away. And and uh, from what I could see, there was nothing left on the ground. So I stopped the car again. I got out this time, and I looked to make sure, and the body of that bird was gone. And it wasn't just what I saw. It was how things felt. It was like this electrical current running through through my body, this incredible feeling of peace and love. And, uh, and that is the moment that really changed the game for me. 
Wow. Wow. I, I mean, yeah. they, you were touched by God. That was such a remarkable experience. And after everything you had been through, to come to this yeah. moment and, and really surrender to it, my goodness, I can see why. This is why you call it a, an incredible miracle, as it really was on so many levels. It was, it, yeah. It's like, it, it, and it wasn't just what I witnessed that day. It was the, the radical change that started happening inside of me, um, mm-hmm. where I, I woke up in the morning and I stopped having that incredible weight on my chest. I used to wake up and like feel like an anvil was sitting on my chest, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of disappeared. And I started to feel more hopeful. And then another voice in my head started coming in that was more positive and. And um, and I started listening to the positive voice instead of the tyrannical voice, and and yeah, I mean, my life today is is I feel a hundred percent. It's still a testament to that first miracle because the miracles still happen in pretty amazing ways. But now I get to witness miracles happen in other people's lives, which is mm-hmm. so mind blowing and beautiful. Well, he had this great book, too. Go ahead. What was that? I mean, I was just going to say, I feel like the miracle for you that day was you died, but you didn't have to die to come back and see life from a different way, right? Yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah, exactly. I think even you died that day, even though you did. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I wrote in my book, it's like, you know, I wanted to die, and I did, but not in the way that I thought. (laughs) I did that. It's a totally, I feel like a, a totally different human. And I still feel like connected to the old me. Like I, I know her stories and I know her memories. Right. But but the, um, the the being is definitely kind of a, a different thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. I love that because I think that's probably also symbolic. You said you saw three different birds fly out of the one. I mean, there's probably at least two more amazing versions of you ahead of you in this lifetime coming up. Oh, is that what you said? So yeah. Really I mean, feel like that represents you. Okay. Let me tell you something I don't even, I didn't even write about in the book because it's just like, okay, it's just too much. Oh, enough is enough. It's hard enough for people to believe the dang miracle, but let me tell you what <laughs> happened with, with, uh, dur- you know, during that angel session, so during that mm-hmm. angel session, and I didn't even put these pieces together until later, right? So during the angel session, she touched my shoulder, and she said, whoa. And I said, what? She's like, you are so full of anger, like, in your shoulder. Do you have shoulder problems? And I'm like, yes, it's been my whole life. And she said, oh, well, that's where your wing was clipped. <gasps> wow. I know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, like, for me, I'm just like, okay, whatever you say. I, I, you know, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just like, beep having a good time with it again I didn't know what was going to transpire just 48 hours later but how crazy it was that the bird had a mangled wing oh my mm-hmm. goodness yes oh it was so representative of you I love this this is amazing yeah pretty trippy pretty trippy yeah I'm still trying to catch <laughs> up with all of that. still trying to catch up with all of that 
<laughs> well, what's what's so wonderful, Corinne, is you have written this great book, The Angel Experiment, which everybody in the audience, if you haven't read it, you need to get a copy and read it. It is a tremendous book. And, and also, you have been helping people, and you are helping people to make their own connection with spirit, with angels, with their own miracles. You're doing such great work. So before we go any further, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, yeah, they can, you know, find me on my website, com, and usually I'll put whatever it is that I'm up to. Like right now I just bought a retreat property up in Mount Shasta, and I'm going to start, you know, taking people on journeys out there. Um, but, yeah, pretty much everything that I'm up to is somewhere on the website somewhere. Okay, so that's great. And tell us a little bit more about what you do when you take people on these retreats. What happens for people? Well, I guess it depends on the nature of the retreat. Um, As a psychotherapist, I'm particularly interested in helping people move uh, move through and transform their darkness into power. So I have this phrase that I say, behind your pain is your power, and behind your power is the is your gift to the world. And so mm. many people, yeah, and it's uh, for me it's been really true. Like that's our goal. Yes. And, you know, where, and it's usually we find them in those dark corners that we don't want to go in. And so um, usually my events are very um, kind of pilgrimage it's like you're you're taking time out of time, and we in the West we we've lost our many of us have lost our connection. Like we don't know where to go for pilgrimage, and we don't know like what to do to really you know anchor and connect with Source and God. And so much of our upbringing has turned us off from spirit, turned us off from religious quote unquote things. Um, so part of my work here is to help repair, I guess, that damage and help people build that more authentic bond, not the one that you find in books, but the one that really comes to life inside of you where you feel that true sense of support, not the fake shit, um, and you get gain, you know, deep insights about life. So I like to bring people together. So first of all, so we can heal into unity, connect with our hearts, which we need that more now than ever, uh, but also mm-hmm. to help people shed and shed the old life and anchor into themselves at a soul level so that they can start touching into their own medicine. Um, And it's my belief that we all have our own special medicine that's kind of hidden underneath those layers. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, so sometimes we, you know, I do a lot of uh, healing work and, and help people really develop their intuition and things because to me, that's the, that's the path towards freedom. Um, when you can hear the voice of spirit, feel the voice of spirit, and start moving in those directions, it's game-changing. Um, but I also take people on uh, psychedelic journeys as well to help um, to help really move through trauma. And so, uh, you know, as a therapist, it's, you know, when, when I work with psychedelics with people, it's really to help them move through old layers of stuff and, and, and come back to the heart. And how do you do that? What psychedelics do you use? Well, I I think it just depends on what we're doing and what the focus is. So, um, uh, let me ask you this: How does that work? Does it help them? 
Um, does it help them to move through like blocks or the pain easier? Like kind of give me a little background on how that works. Okay. Like why is that yeah. better than going through therapy or does that, you know, does it kind of clear the path so you're like it's just as easier to see? How does that work? Yeah, okay. So that's a great question. And maybe depending on the day I would change, I, I would answer something different. But um, mm-hmm. from my experience, uh, when you're doing psych- and working with psychedelics, the set and setting matters a lot. So making sure, first of all, that the container is safe, and and I like to take, I like to make sure my folks are prepared. Um, but so how? So I always say that that the psychedelic, it's, think of it as a medicine, and this medicine mm-hmm. is is going to take you to. It's going to take you to wherever you need to go. And so the medicine is, to me, like a spirit, a spirit that you can, that is a teacher. And so you Mm -hmm. set an intention, you set an intention, and you invite the spirit to, to show you what you need to see or to help clear you of a specific issue if you're struggling with addiction or if you kind of have this thing that keeps on happening to you over and over again in life and you want clarity, Mm -hmm. um, it can show you that. But it can do a lot of different things. So, uh, you know, there's clinical trials right now. There's amazing success with palliative care, people uh, really moving through the end-of-life transition and wanting to come back to their heart about it, be more open and less anxious. Um, There are Mm -hmm. clinical trials that it really supports people letting go of their depression. There's incredible trials of people who have extreme PTSD for more time. And some of these medicines have like an 83% success rate. So I work with them coming from two lenses. One is that I work a lot uh, shamanically. I've been, I was introduced to the medicine shamanically about 12 years ago. So I've been personally using them for my own medicine for 12 years. And, and then I'm also looking at it clinically as a psychotherapist and all of these emerging medicines that, that really help us quickly release ourselves. So for instance, there's MDMA clinical trials with PTSD veterans that have extreme cases of PTSD, and in and they've been in therapy forever, right? So with the yeah. MDMA trial, after six sessions, only one of those sessions being the actual medicine. You do a few sessions beforehand of preparation, a few sessions afterwards of integration, and one day of the medicine, that has an 83% success rate. So talk about um, amazing. Uh, yeah, truncating the amount of time that it takes to, to do right. some healing to actually have breakthroughs, you know. Mm-hmm. That's great. That, that's that's a very high percentage. So be, that is very high. But let's be really clear. This is not getting mushrooms at home and going on your trip. You are really talking about like in a beautifully constructed spiritual environment with the right person to guide you. Like there's a really different energy or at least it feels like it about what you do than somebody who's like, Hey, I got some mushrooms. Come over tonight. Right. Right. I mean, totally. And the thing is, I'm not going to judge how people want to use the mushrooms. I just find because I, I just find they're extremely beneficial with the right set and setting and people can do a lot of healing. A lot of these psychedelic medicines will regrow at areas of your brain. 
And so that's why there's, mm. there's so much uh, movement to try and get these fully legalized um, in different states. You know, different states are kind of coming up and legalizing some of these medicines because um, of the outcomes, you know, the evidence-based outcomes of, of these things. But, yes, the environment matters, matters. Mm-hmm. so much so I want to say there's a lot of pop-up circles happening around you know I think a lot of people are like let's do ayahuasca right and go you know yeah and I'm just <laughs> it's really important that you vet whoever is serving anyone medicine because there are I hate to say it but there are predators everywhere and mm. they can wear they 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 can you know it just Always make sure that you know, you know, that you've interviewed someone, <laughs> you've talked to mm-hmm. them, you've asked questions, um, and if they're not licensed professional, that they've been doing this work for a long time, and and um, and those are kind of the the best. Some people are, I'm just saying, some people are like going to the jungle down in you know Peru or whatever, and getting into some bad situations. So yeah, so be careful, everybody. Point. Yeah, make sure that yeah. you know who you're you're doing this with. Yeah, so you're a very good guardian for for all of this and you know what you're doing. You're also trained licensed psychotherapist and that's that's all so important. So, um you said you do work with ayahuasca also or do you ma- mainly work with the mushrooms? Um I I I've the medicines that I love um are MDMA uh, that I love working with, with others, MDMA, the mushrooms, the wachuma, and I do support ayahuasca circles. So a lot of times, like, I'll have other practitioners or other friends of mine if, because we all have our own, like, favorite medicines. So we kind of work with all of them, um, but it just, again, it depends on the goal. And if I take people on private journeys, um, it's very different than if I do like a group setting. So it's very kind of flex, flexible, I guess, but it really depends on the goals. So if I'm taking uh, people on a couple's journey and maybe they're having uh, specific issues with communication or they are, you know, struggling to reconnect, they're kind of two ships passing in the night, uh, certain medicines will really help their hearts come together. So it really does depend on someone's goals. Um and, you know, what kind of work they want to get done. Interesting. Gosh. Yeah, and I've talked to some friends of mine who have done ayahuasca with a a good shaman, a good person they trusted. And they also said that it wasn't really necessary to go through all this purging, you know, that you read about, that people go down to Peru and they're they're purging from both ends because they drank the ayahuasca and then they go into vision. <laughs> right. and to me, that does not sound like fun. I'm not doing it. So, But then my friend said, oh, but we did a group where we didn't have to go through that and we still had a remarkable experience. So what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. I agree. I, some, of the, some, of the, some of the brews, they add purgatives to it. And oh. it just depends on the, it depends on the shaman de- depends on the brew but yeah there, there's different concoctions I mean the the the, uh, the the main things are the same like there's ayahuasca vine and chacruna but you can add uh, some extra little cocktails to it to to help open and clean um, the person out but yeah it's not fun to do the purging, but anybody who's doing ayahuasca for fun needs to not do ayahuasca because <laughs> yeah. it's 
you know, it's a teacher, and sometimes she teaches right. in a variety of ways. <laughs> right. So well, it's good to know what you're getting into. Purging, yeah. Does the that? physical purging actually make a difference into, like, say, how good your journey is or how far you go? I mean, is it necessary to have a physical purge, whether it's just shaking or whatever it is, with something? Is that necessary? Yeah. I, well, I think for some people it is, and for some people, every, every experience is so unique and so different. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if I have a purge coming on, like, I don't always purge when I'm sitting in, in circle with ayahuasca, but when I do, I feel like it was really important. <laughs> I'm really okay. Because, because a lot of times, um, at least the belief system, if I'm going to kind of dip into the, the shamanic side of my, my framework, uh, you know, one way to frame it is that it's a kind of a deep, um, like almost like purging a demon of that in, in ways mm-hmm. you can't access, access them. So sometimes <laughs> I think I've had enough experiences where I'm kind of leaning towards believing that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, thank you. So <laughs> most, most people who, you know, here's the thing with any great initiation, there is always the fears that happen beforehand. So a lot of people will not go down any of these roads because like, oh, I might puke or I might, you know, shit myself or something. And that <laughs> is enough, you know, that is enough to keep people off of the healing train, right? So I just say, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's, you know, I, it, like I said, every big initiation has the fear that you project onto it, and it's about whether or not you're going to go, well, okay, well, maybe that's going to happen. I'll just bring an extra pair of pants and then, you know, deal with it. Um, but I think people have a tendency to talk it up more than the actual experience. You know, it, when things are happening, it makes sense at the time. But in our normal consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, no one wants to, you know, shit and puke. Right. Right. <laughs> well, this is this is great. I mean, I don't think we've ever had anybody on the show talking about leading people through this responsibly. So it's really nice to have you talk about it this way. And and again, if you have anybody in the audience has questions or wants to participate in something, then contact Corinne on her, you know, via her website, and maybe you can join in in one of these groups or a private session. So let's talk a little bit more about angels, because that's how this all got started for you. What do you tell people who want to connect with their angels? How do they do it? Oh, my gosh. It's so easy. Like, we, I, I'm, I'm just getting so excited just thinking about this here. We are designed for this. I mean, who would have known? But we are designed for this. And, you know, because we have, in a way, focused so hard on what we can see um, that we forget that we have access to something so beautiful. So to me, the angels are here not just to bring messages to us, but to really help align our hearts with who we are. So they can help align your heart and your life with who you are on the inside. And all that's required is a really, what's the word I want to use? An authentic curiosity. You can even be somewhat skeptical. Like, like I didn't, I wasn't sure if angels were real, but I just did what she said. She said, talk to them as if they're real. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. And then a few days later, <laughs> like this, this bird divides into three. So 
we can talk to them. They are here for us. Our biggest obstacle is knowing how to receive their messages back, I think, because we're expecting like, you know, okay, my Archangel Michael's just going to show up and show that he's here. So we have to kind of open up our more subtle senses um, in order to really have those experiences. A bird's not going to divide into three for everybody, right? But these subtle mm-hmm. miracles, these subtle things are really, to me, where the gold is at. So do you suggest to people that they call upon specific angels? I mean, there's so many. What do you tell people yeah, about that? I, I mean, in the beginning, for me, I was just saying, hey, angels, because I didn't know who the angels were so much until, like, you know, I started kind of getting just learning how to discern. So in mm-hmm. the beginning, I don't like to make things complicated for people. It's like, yo, the angels are here. Talk to them as if they're in their room right there with you and start asking for help. Introduce yourself. Uh, invite them in and ask for anything that you want. Ask for. I like to ask for emotional relief. That's kind of where it started for me. Um, but if you're struggling, you ask them to lift, you know, and always the, I, I feel like the, the easiest beginner angel to work with is Archangel Michael because he can help detox you from fear-based energy and help loosen up the, the residue of life so that you can actually receive the messages of love that is really here for all of us. That's beautiful. So I like that. So you can start with Archangel Michael and ask for that kind of help. Now, there are some people that say that angels are here to help us with even the smallest things, the material things. And what do you think about that? Is that true? They're here to help us with any desire? I agree with that. Yeah, I just finished my next book, which is going to be about angel wealth magic. And oh. I mean, yes, I know. Yeah, they help us with all the things. Um, so I feel like part of my work is demystifying, you know, it's like we have this concept of angels from the Bible and like, oh, it's too, you know, it's too lonely, to, too lowly to ask for more money. Uh, but that has not been my experience in working with angels. Angels have been, my, my sense of spirit is that they're literally here to support us and our joy and that we... The messages that I get is that people like you and I and people with big hearts who are here to do special or or really love-fueled work really need to be funded so that we can do our work a little bigger, impact more lives, and, and, and also fund other people's missions that are doing good work too. So, so from my perspective uh, – Yes, we can ask for anything that we need. It doesn't mean that we're going to get it because sometimes we're asking for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, I agree with you too. And, Michelle, you probably agree as well that that's, that is something we should feel free to do is to ask for that kind of support, funding or financial yeah. safety, however people want to word it. Safety. And Yeah. 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 There's because nothing I think too big a... or too small when it comes yeah. to the angel. It's it's not too big or too small. They're always there to help you and support you on your journey. Yeah. 
and and yeah, money so- money is just an money is just an energy exchange. That's all it is. So. Um, so whenever people think like, oh, I can't ask for more. Yeah, you can ask for a higher energy exchange. <laughs> it's your God-given right. You know, that's part of being here on earth. And so there's also not a shortage of money, right? So people will tend to think like, oh, there's not enough money. That's not true. There are, there's enough money in this world for everyone to have plenty of money. So yeah. getting out of that idea of lack or worthiness and moving into the part about you're a divine soul. You're a spark of God. You're here in the body. You deserve it. Your angels came to support you. Is there yes. are there specific angels that help with that, with material support? You know, that's a good question. I think some people would answer that, like maybe they would say Archangel Ariel, because she's really great at helping manifest and helping us manifest. But what I've found over the years in working with people on on just mani- on manifesting like the life that they actually desire is that the reason why people don't have wealth is a ver- there's a variety of reasons. So um, so it's not just about I don't know how to manifest. Maybe you have an internal block. It's a psychological block because you grew up a certain way and. And you just can't see yourself moving past this, uh, past this ceiling. You can't see yourself taking a quantum leap ahead of anybody in your family. So, so that would require, in a way, a different angel to come and support your inner healing so that you can unlock that door. So it could be like, oh, Archangel Uriel, to help you bring clarity or to help you shift your mind around this certain issue. So... Uh, but in general, you can, you know, for uh, I feel like the wealth thing and specifically, it's not just, hey, I'm going to call the angels and then I'm going to be wealthy. It's a lot of steps that we have to do down on the ground, a lot of personal awareness, a lot of mindset traps and, and just the energy that we're serving up in life that we have to be aware of. And then if you find these limitations, then you can call on specific angels to help you if they happen to serve that specific thing. Mhm. Yeah. Well, that's I this, your next book sounds very exciting. So, what kinds of exercises do you recommend to people? Well, in the begin in the very beginning, I just recommend having people understand their relationship with money and uh one of the techniques that I ask people to do in the beginning is just to say money aloud. Think about money Think about money, say it aloud, and see how your body reacts to it. And so some people start breaking out in sweat, you know. Some people start, <laughs> their, heart yeah. beating, their heart starts beating. And that right there is going to tell you exactly where you need to go. <laughs> so heal your relationship with money first if you're looking for building sustainable wealth. Now, there is angel magic that can help you attract quick cash now. But my goal is always to help people go past that <laughs> and to help people really build a foundation where they have safety, security, and possibly even generational wealth after, after their work. And, and so I feel really, you know, grateful that, um, that I've been, you know, that the angels kind of have showed me a thing or two. And, and every time they teach me something, I'm like, all right, the people need to know about this. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 
And and we want you to share. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, some of this stuff is so mind-blowing. It's like constantly, like, overwhelmed with how cool it can be. Now, you know, no matter what, angels are are definitely, I feel like, can fast-track us into certain areas of our life. They can help us feel more confident in our hearts and more confident in who we are to share our voice a little bit louder. Because believe it or not, I am by nature very introverted. I I do not like, um, I don't like a bunch of attention. And here I am, like, you know, talking to thousands of people, right? So angels have helped me. Angels have helped me a lot kind of fast track, move past my false barriers and and really step into um, uh, a different version of me, and they, that's what I love to help other people with. But it's essentially whatever you want and you desire, you just ask spirit for help. And the trick for most people is that they're too afraid to move in those directions. Do you guys find the same thing? Like you get intuitive hits, but you're like, Oh my gosh, I think that's way too big for me, or I don't even know how to do that, or I hate public speaking, or all of those things. Definitely. Absolutely. It's all about trying to clear up these uh, impressions from and this patterning from the past. I mean, that's yeah. especially everything that happened before you're seven years old. It's so powerful. Before you're, you're verbal, that's the stuff that's the hardest to get out of your way. So I think that's important to ask the angels for help, especially for pre-verbal blocks. And, yeah, so so this is important work I think people can do to feel supported. What about you, Michelle? What do you find with your folks that you work with? I find that all the time. Um, our, humans, our humanness always is worried about, it's the fear side. It's, well, what could go wrong? What will people think? What if, you know, we tend to naturally go to the worst case scenarios in our mind instead of saying, hey, what if this went really well and it all worked out? And so it is changing that original thought pattern to to catch yourself and start thinking in a more positive direction. But part of being human, right, we want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. We want to feel right. We want to feel loved. And so sometimes these great ideas from spirit world that actually will move us forward into those ideas at a higher level, the minute we get them, we don't feel safe and secure and right about this. And so it's that insecurity. It's, it's always about trusting that higher um, level of knowledge over our humanness is what I find. Mm, so I always tell my clients, spirit did not take you this far just to take you this far. Like none of us, none of us have survived and gone through the things we have gone through just for it to all be over now or for them to give us guidance in a wrong direction. So it's really about that blind faith and that knowledge that there's more. And, and that more is actually here to help us and guide us right now today. Mm. Absolutely. I love that. And it, it's just so true. And trust is just the biggest thing. And for me in the beginning, because I saw that miracle, thank God I saw that, because then I was like, look, if they can do that and divide a bird into three, then what can they do, right? And yeah. right. so I started my trust journey with trusting spirit first. I didn't trust myself yet, but in trusting, like, that, that miracles are real and that anything is possible, that was kind of like my guiding light. 
And eventually I learned how to trust my own decision-making. You know, after taking so many crazy wild leaps of faith, now it's like, okay, I know we can do this, guys. But it's such a good point. Trust, trust, trust in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question about a specific angel. Metatron. How do you work with Metatron? I mean, what would somebody be asking for with Metatron? Well, I mean, so so are are you like a Metatron like uh uh devotee? Do you love you some Metatron? No. No, I the reason I bring it up not that I I better yeah, not say I don't love Metatron, but <laughs> Uh, it could be a big lightning bolt that hits me. The reason I bring it up is because um, my first co-host on this show was Helene Olson, who passed away, unfortunately. However, she was a big Metatron uh, fan, and she connected with Metatron so easily. I never really understood what Metatron was about. So that's why I'm asking you this question. I'd love to know more about what is Metatron about, how do people work with Metatron. To me, Metatron sounds like a little bit of a different angel. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, one of the things that they say about Metatron is that Metatron was one of the few archangels that were human first. Um, so I feel like uh, when people talk about Metatron, it's like, well, he, um, he knows what it's like here. Uh, but generally how I understand Metatron is that he helps, um, what's the word? I work with him by having him guard me from above. And um, I feel like he's a conduit between us and the divine energy. I also feel and have heard that if you've heard of Metatron's cube, I feel like Metatron, there's so many still secrets and mysteries about Metatron, but here's what I'll say is that for every archangel, some, when, they, when people start getting into the angel work, there's going to be different archangels that really align with us. And so her fascination with Metatron is her unique fascination with Metatron, whereas like mine would be right now it's Raziel. And so everybody's unique and they have kind of like their own kind of spirit animal in the form of, <laughs> of archangels, mm-hmm. depending, on, depending on your work and who you do um, and what you do. Metatron also, they say, you know, works with uh, unique children, you know, like ADHD kids or autistic kids. Um, and he can help in a way support the parents of special kids and uh, open up those portals. But, uh, yeah, I think of him as, like, really being, you know, just um, managing the energy between us and the divine and opening up portals (laughs) for more more divine flow to come in and also a protector Mm -hmm. as well. So he can protect us and shield us from some of that darker energy. And I think of his Metatron cube almost like a vehicle so he can help elevate your frequency. Was there something about him? The Metatron cube, is that the Merkaba? The Metatron cube, is it a Merkaba? Yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, okay. That's what I thought it was. But you kept saying the cube, and I'm like, I can't see it. I just keep seeing the Merkaba. So, okay. Yeah. 
I know. I know. Yeah, it took me a while to catch on, too. Um, it's like, oh, okay, different words, same thing. Good. Mm-hmm. Now, what was it about him being a scribe or being associated with that? Was there something about that, too? Was he the scribe? I, I'm not. He could be. I mean, it's definitely ringing a bell. I don't know. I yeah, I, I've heard something I, like that. Again, there's there's so much, like you said, there's so much mystery still around Metatron. I guess that's why I'm asking, because there is there is so much unknown about this particular archangel. Yeah, but I'm not, see, I'm not, I'm not sure about the scribe thing. I can't confirm or deny that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait for further, further direction on that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's so much to all of this. Now, when people get started, do you encourage them to just connect with whatever angel feels the best? I know you said Archangel Michael's a good one to start with. But like I said, there are so many. So for people starting out, I mean, how did they choose if they want Uriel or Raphael or Castiel or whomever? It's tricky, and I think that that question is kind of – in a way, the foundation of the work that I do, uh, because people don't know where to start. So um, even my book, you know, The Angel Experiment, walks them through 21 days and 21 practices with different archangels. And so a lot of times by doing a daily ritual, you will find which, which energies, which angels, which frequencies really light you up. Uh, people have profound experiences with these daily rituals and and discover, often will discover who, who their allies are, you know, like, oh, gosh, you know. And so I've, ha- I've heard so many different stories. But, yeah, I mean, a, a, the easiest way uh, you can do uh, a search on a Google search or whatever, read through the descriptions and notice in your body when you start reading about one, if anything inside of you lights up a little bit. And that would be a great way to to discover more. So that could be an intuitive sign that, ooh, there's something in resonance with me with this particular angel. Um, I recommend learning how to channel right in the beginning, just learning how to receive messages, super simple in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, we all have these spidey senses. It's just a matter of putting them to work. You know, they just atrophied a little bit and, and so they loosen up the more that you allow yourself to trust the information that's coming through. Mm-hmm. Yes, that all makes sense. It's a, it's a wonderful journey, I think, inviting the angels to, to come along and be more present, or at least we can be more perceptive and know that they're here. It is very comforting. Now, in working with people, you must hear stories of miracles and specific things that have happened in people's lives as a result of your work with them. Can you share some of those? Uh, sure. I mean, they they start with, I think some of the, my, some of my, I've heard very big miracles, but I think some of my favorite ones are when someone who did not believe in anything all of a sudden has a real experience. They feel an angel touch them or they feel the all over body vibrations or, um, or something really, you know, manifested for them um, or the little heart changes, like the little shifts inside 
that helps someone lift their depression. I've definitely, I've, we've seen suicidal people one day within, you know, 15 minutes stop being suicidal. Uh, people have quit smoking, like spontaneously, not white knuckling. Um, what else? Lots of financial miracles, of course. Physical healing miracles. Uh, one woman had her her sister was in the hospital um, with COVID and with cancer, and the doctor told her this happened. When was it? Last December. Not the one that just happened, but two years ago. She was taking one of my magic courses, and she uh, the doctor said start making plans, you know, because your sister's not doing well and she doesn't have much time left. And she went into prayer. She talked to Archangel Raphael. She witnessed all of the stuff leaving her sister's lungs. And the next morning, she got a text from her sister saying, hey, how are you doing? And she was like, what the hell? So she calls the hospital, <laughs> talked to her sister, <laughs> talked to her sister. The doctor said, we don't know what happened, but your sister looks like she's recovering. And um, by the end of the week, she was discharged. Gosh, that is a miracle. Yeah. No, there's lots of, yeah, I've had students of mine who have um, naturally uh, healed cancer from their body. Um, yeah, there's a long list. I mean, seriously, I've been doing this for a long time, so there's, there's a long list. Uh, but it's so wonderful because it keeps reminding me. You know, because sometimes, like, we all want to sink into our, especially after the last two years, it's really easy to let the 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 darkness um, kind of get, you know, get, get stuck to our ribs a little bit. So yeah. it, it's wonderful for me <laughs> to be able to have connection with these people and people emailing me and saying, oh, this happened, and oh, I won $1,000 at the lottery. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, thank you. I need good, we, mm-hmm. we all need good news. Yes. Now, what about manifestations? Have some of your students or associates been able to see angels? Have they appeared? Um, I'm trying to think, like, if... Now, when you say appeared, you mean, like, full apparition, handsome on a sandwich kind of thing? Or you mean, like... Yes. Yes. Have they been able to actually see? Because I know there's been some CCTV videos that have turned up that look pretty authentic to me. I know there was ah, one with an angel over a truck. Did you see that one? And it looked like it was Michael with the sword in his hand. Oh my gosh, that mm. is so cool. You know, we don't have yeah, any that pictures, was, but that was I big news. Had, oh my gosh, I need to see that. Um, yeah, you yeah, would really like to see it. Yes. Yeah, I want to see all of it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> But yeah, people people have had angels come and talk to them. A lot of times, they don't know they're angels until after they leave. Um, mm-hmm. I had one one man. I was working. Oh my gosh, he was such. Oh, this is back when I was doing um, more couples work, and uh, I was channeling for him, talking about some angel messages. That guy goes to the gym. This man he doesn't know walks up to him and starts telling him about he and his wife. And this guy was really hardcore. I mean, he was like angry, just kind of like a mean husband, always cranky at her. And this man walked out to him, started telling him everything about his life, told him to read a specific book. I forget which, I think it was Love Languages. And he'd never met him, 
or anything. I mean, he knew about his wife, what kind of car she's driving, who he was. He knew that he prayed last night, you know, to, to, uh, to, to God to help with the marriage. I mean, like the guy knew everything. It wasn't, unless he was mic'd or something or bugged, right? There's no way this guy would know. Yeah. And um, so I, some experiences like that have definitely happened where people show up spontaneously and, and give someone what they need. And, uh, so that guy was definitely a big believer after that. I bet. <laughs> I bet. I, or else he got very paranoid and thought somebody was spying on him. But, yeah. I, and so I, angels can take human form sometimes. Yeah. It, it really does happen for people. I've, I've definitely heard of that. I've never had the that kind of experience, but I definitely know people or have heard of people who have. Yeah. Angels, so, like, we, we can't really... You know, it's not up to us how they want to support our lives, um, but the key for all of us is just to say yes and to be more open to to that, just to be more curious, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot said about a war going on in heaven. I've heard that on and off for years. What do the angels say about that? Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot, there's a few different schools of thought. I tend to be in the camp of, I stay in love and my mission is to hold a vision of beauty for we humans and for the planet. So because of that, I try not to get too caught up in what's happening in other dimensions. I'm really focused on my work here down on the ground. And I also uh, feel like, okay, there's a war going on. That's not my war. I'm just going to hold a frequency of love. I'm going to bring as big party as I can for me and the people that I serve. And that's the best I can do. That's a good way to, yeah, to handle that. Yes. What was that? Now, you've, you've been to Machu Picchu with your groups? Yes. Yes. So I like to Machu Picchu and, and and Mount Shasta, the only the reason I'm bringing it up, I'll just say this quickly, and then I want to hear all about it. Those are heavy-duty UFO places, too. So I know. tell us about your experiences there. Um, well, yeah, I think, you know, when I go down to Peru, it's very, like, just uh, just lovingly respectful of the powerful indigenous communities out there. And so that's the majority of my work there is that I bring people into ceremony and uh, we'll do little pilgrimages up different mountains. So it didn't really have a big alien flavor to it. It's really about Pachamama, the healing and profound healing that goes on in the land. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, ETs abound from what I hear, but that has not been my focus when I was down there. Um, Mount Shasta, on the other hand... <laughs> It's not subtle up there. It's just not. I was talking to right. my contractor because I, it, it, so I just need, like meet him, right? And, and so he and I are talking, and we start talking about UFOs, and he's like, "Oh, I, yeah, I snap pictures," and he sends me his own personal pictures of UFOs, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this place so much." Um, yeah. So so yeah, it's very much alive, especially in Mount Shasta, which I love. Yeah, because there's a lot of talk about 
a civilization that lives there on, in the mountain. And yeah, people say they've look. encountered these these folks that are tall, and they they are aliens or they are whatever they are. They live inside the mountain, and they uh, sometimes they invite people to come with them, and they are never seen again. So. I'm just wondering if you've heard these stories, if you know, because now you're going to be actually, what, living there and taking people out. That is so cool. Yeah. So know, cool, Corinne. I know. I'm so excited. No, this house that I got is, is like, oh, whoa. The energy there is, I just can't even tell you guys. I mean, I had said, yes, I put an offer down on the house before I, I even knew, knew, and uh, but it's like all, it's, the property itself has a vortex on it. And so it is already so alive there. But, um, but yeah, I'm just going to say I have not specifically met any denizens that live in the mountain, but I am saying there is some awesomeness going on there, some deep healing and so much layers of multidimensionality there. So I just feel like it's a convergence of of um, a lot of different, in a way, timelines. I almost want to say, and uh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to to meet some people. But I was joking with my uh, assistant today. I'm like, do we have insurance? Does State Farm offer insurance for abductions? Because I need to. Well, yeah, you should check into that. <laughs> I need a special kind of insurance because this land is a portal. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you say you've identified a, a vortex on your property, how did you find it? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I was walking through the property. It's 10 acres. I was walking through the property with, with my, my realtor, of all things, and we walk up this knoll. So it's on a volcanic tube as it is. There's, like, volcanic rocks kind of thrown around. But uh, we, I was kind of guided. I was eyeballing this part of the land, so I was guided over there. We had to do a little hike into it. But as soon as I walked in, it was like walking into, I don't know, a different realm. My body started getting over, uh, what do you call it, body chills, angel bumps, uh, goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And because she's a realtor, she's not like a psychic or anything, I, I didn't know what to, you know, I was going to be like, hey, do you feel that? But I did anyways. I was like, um, okay, I think this is a really special part of the land here. It's kind of like the heart of the land. Uh, do you feel anything? And she looks at her legs, and she, she could feel tingles on her feet. And she said, oh, my God, my whole body is vibrating up to my ribs. And so, wow. yeah, that's, that's how we discovered. Um, I, I just figured if the realtor could feel it, you know, mm-hmm. then it's not my imagination. Yeah. Yes. Yes, if a muggle feels it, right? That's why you need him around. Do some reality testing so we don't get too far off off the track here. <laughs> so so you have a contractor involved, and it sounds like you're going to be moving in fairly soon? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to – it's four hours away from where I live, so it's specifically a house where I'm going to take people to. And so, yeah, I have to knock down a wall, and, and we're in the process of 
figuring out furnishings and stuff like that. So my first retreat is going to be in May. That's kind of like a no one. It's kind of like a private invitation with just graduates of my six month training. But um, after that, we're opening it up for uh, private ceremonies, deeper work, and also uh, uh, small group ceremonies as well. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. But prayer, now, prayer, pilgrimage, all of that good stuff. All of that good stuff. Well, you're I a think living it's testament. Be a huge success. Yeah. What was that? It's going to be a huge success. It's going to go better than you're imagining. Oh, my God. Thank Absolutely. you for saying that. Because, guys, you know who we're talking about? Leaps of faith and trusting. Look, this thing is expensive, okay? And and just mm. just like just furnishing it with beds is just like killing me, right? I'm like, oh, my God, I hope this works out. So thank you for saying that because it's just I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, in, in faith and in trust that it's going to work um, out long long term, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I I don't. I think it will easily work out long term and then some. So I, I it feels like the right decision. It really does. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for saying saying that, Michelle. You are so welcome. I mean, I'm just telling you what spirit's telling me. <laughs> but, I mean, trusting, right? Trusting that guidance, that's what we're talking about, right? That faith where it's kind of like, oh, this is a little bit scary. But, you know, spirit didn't bring you this far just to bring you this far. And so you're getting opened up to a whole other level of being able to help and work and guide people. And, and it's perfect. It's exactly yeah. how it's supposed to be. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. See, see like I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, right, guys? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, and you may encounter some of these individuals that live in the mountain. And I think there's a lot to be said about where we are in, in, our, in time right now, where these individuals and us do need to come together. So maybe you're going to lead the way with that at Mount Shasta and, and help us to uh, integrate with these other civilizations that have been here for a long time. We just didn't know about I know. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm, I'm vibing on them, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I've spent a few nights there. One night when I spent alone, there was some activity, okay? I'm not going to get into details, but I'm just like, okay, whatever people say is happening in Shasta is definitely happening, and I'm so on board. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, good. Yeah. I know. Yes. I would also say the property that you have up there, it has a vibration of interdimensional beings too. So you're not just going to be dealing with ETs and bodies. There's an interdimensional being energy there. Mm. Okay. So tell me about what you mean by interdimensional being energy. Like what's the difference for you? Yeah, so for so for me, so when I think of like ET energy, I think of it as they're connected to a body, they're alive in our time and space, all of that. that so I feel that there. But the other thing I feel is an interdimensional being. So it would be more like an energy that is coming in light and love, but it can literally walk through dimensions, walk through time, walk through space, yeah. move um, with nothing yeah. constraining it. Yeah. That's who I've been talking to. Yes, yes. 
that okay. that is definitely my my experience so far is that there's very much alive and there's work to be done. You know what I would yeah. do if and I were you also? You. Yeah, they will. Mm. And one thing, though, that would help you is get your camera and take photographs and see what comes up. You might not see it with your eye through the camera lens, but the camera will see it. Mm. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get video cameras. That, I mean, seriously, this is why I'm asking for abduction insurance. Like, hey, I don't know. What <laughs> Everybody <laughs> should have a personal locator button. You know, one of those things that hikers are always told to get. So if they disappear, you can ping them. Find out where which dimension they went to. <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, I'm about to I'm I'm about to microchip myself. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Just in case. Well, yeah, right. Um, but really, no, they do I, have personal locator buttons that you can buy on Amazon, and they are highly recommended for people that go hiking. So that if you do disappear, they can they can find you. Hopefully, yeah. even if you're or in if another go, dimension. I was going to say if they go hiking or if they're on Corinne's property, either one. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone, everyone comes. Just come on in. You know, come on in. But you're going to have to wear one of these just in case. But, you know, so yeah. It's been really. It, it, luckily, it has not been freaky. It's all, all. It's been just a very overarchingly warm reception. Like a, we have been waiting for someone uh, to to do to to help. It's really about like helping with the frequency, and mm-hmm. and so. Mm-hmm. Um, and helping the planet with the frequency, so um, so that's kind of like behind the scenes, the work that we're doing there. But uh, but until then, I mean, I you know, I just show up. I'm I'm ready to party. Essentially, I'm just gonna go have fun, invite people in to come do some amazing work there, and you know, put some trackers on them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Patricia, we should go. Patricia, I know. Are you guys really? Ready to go? I'm yeah. ready. My bags are packed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think the these interdimensionals, from what I'm picking up from them, is that they've been waiting for somebody <laughs> to talk to. 100%. I was going to say that. They've actually been waiting for Corinne to show up. For yeah, someone who because they want to they wanna talk so, to you. Yeah. Yeah, that wow. you know, there's so many people that have passed through Mount Shasta, but they don't have the frequency, they don't have the vibration, and you do because you operate from a very high place, and you also help other people get to that same place. And what I heard from these beings is they've been waiting for someone they could talk to. So what? That's really? You and your your friends and yes. the people that you're inviting in that may raise you know raise their vibration to that level so they can communicate i guess they have a bunch of message hey that could be your next book corinne yes I, that is so crazy you say that because a friend of mine who's a channel she said they're they're going to be making a lot of contact and they're going to want you to write a book and i'm like yeah oh, there you go no word books for a while guys just so you know right. <laughs> yeah but that is so fascinating so wild that you're saying that because it's so similar to what my friend is, uh, you know, has said. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of uh, what I, I just feel like, what do you call it? Like a, like a clown 
And then I just kind of like, I'm going to show up and we're just going to bring the vibes. We're just going to party, like go into our hearts, detach from all the dang drama and, you know, get spit out the other side, rebirth and, and awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a great plan. And hopefully yeah. not, hopefully not in another dimension. Hopefully you'll get yeah. spit out the other side <laughs> in the same dimension, right? <laughs> yeah. You got to promise it. Get your feet planted here. <laughs> I got to put ankle weights on everyone. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. You may have to. <laughs> you may. Oh, goodness. Well, this is so exciting, though, because you you really, from the first miracle, from, well, from the first time you sat with the reader for your angel reading, and, I mean, your life changed radically. And it's so wonderful to know that this is possible because there are so many people out there, especially right now, that are so depressed, that feel so trapped, um, they look around and they they see the things going on in the world and it just brings them down further. But here you've done something so remarkable with your own transformation and it's great for people to know, yes, this happens and this can happen for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that is the goal, right? It's for everyone and that's what I always tell everybody because if they hear these fantastical stories from me then they go oh but I'm not special and it's not true like we are all special and there is a beautiful world that is being birthed and that we all have an invitation we are have all been extended the invitation to come and participate and I feel like that's why we have to remember to not get caught up in the drama not the celestial drama not the human drama, stay in our heart, focus on love, and do our best work possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, and again, it's easier said than done, and that's why I think you as a guide, you know, very important, and Michelle, your work as well, you know, that you both are great guides for people, you know, who are, are looking for a different approach to life. And it's a more exciting one, I think. I mean, look at all the adventures you're on, Corinne. This is one adventure after another for you. Yeah, this, I'm definitely, this is definitely a year of an, a whole new adventure and inviting people to deeper adventures. And I'm really excited and freaked out at the same time. So, you know, that's just <laughs> this, that's my life. <laughs> is your daughter involved with this type of thing also, or is she more traditional? Well, I have two now, so... Um, oh, you have two? Uh, I have two, yeah. Uh, so I have a 17-year-old now. So the three-year-old is 17 is seventeen now, and uh, then I have a 10-year-old. So they are really sweet, but I do my best not to try and slather my stuff all over them. Um, mm-hmm. They come to me when they need something, and then I teach them about magic. And I teach them like, okay, well, here's what you do: go, you can go take your bath, light a candle, call on this person, this angel, or whoever. You know, I, I just really feel like it's important for each of us to find our own unique path. Uh, so that way, it's not about indoctrination; it's about authentic, an authentic relationship. And that's mostly what I want to foster for them. So they might just super love a totally different type of spirituality that I do. I'm just trying to kind of help them with the seed and help it grow, but not, you know, not try overly influence them with stuff. 
because then it becomes That's a cult, great. and I don't like that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good advice, yeah. I think. And what other advice they, do you have for parents when they want to, when their children want to talk about angels? Yeah, I just uh, for for all of us, it's not just children. For other humans, it's really like come at it with incredible respect. Everybody, no matter how big they are, are masters, or you know, working masters, working to bring their own unique medicine into the world. And, you know, their medicine might be very different from your medicine and just giving people a wide berth to express themselves without judgment. Um, and that's, you know, sometimes it's, it's hardest with our kids because we see them as extensions of ourselves almost. But just all, all our kids need is love and, and, and a little freedom and, and some really strong boundaries. Uh, but but, you know, that's it. But both of my kids are really sweet. They have big hearts. They're super sensitive. They have some paranormal experiences. Um, but we, in our houses, we normalize it as opposed to shame it or demonify it or, you know, whatever it is that people do. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Good for you. That sounds excellent. Yeah, so, we're all doing our best, so- uh, yeah, we all try. <laughs> we're trying. It's a challenge. It's like, it's, we don't, it's 50 50. Uh, as parents, it's kind of out of our hands, right? They're going to just mm-hmm. do their own dharma. They're just going to do, take their own lessons and do their thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, you two are the expert moms in this group tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are great. Well, I don't know if we're experts, but we're trying. (laughs) Just fumbling around like, like again, like a clown, doing my best. (laughs) But enjoying it. That's good. That's so good. Yeah. Well, my goodness, Corinne, what other advice do you have for anybody? Because he's got a couple minutes left. And for anybody who might be feeling really particularly down uh, in the dumps about their lives, what do you want to say to them? Well, let me just, you know, feel in here and see uh, what the angels have to say. They're showing me a sun rising. So they're saying the dawn is upon us, upon you. There's a there's a dawn that is upon you. The darkest moment can now be behind you. Um, they're saying to not look towards the past, but to look towards the beautiful future. Um, and they're showing a ray of light touching my feet or touching our feet. And and actually, I would like for everyone who's listening, especially if you're struggling, to really pay attention to your feet. Um, the sun. And so this sun to me is living light. It's like the Christ light that they're bringing through. And that with this light, every day is a new day. And so they're saying tomorrow is a brand new day. May you be reborn. Um, may you be reborn and may you shed. 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 Um, it's like shedding the past. Just mm-hmm. let yourself let go of the past. They show all these hands gripped to ropes, tied, tethered to the past. They're saying open your hands now and put your – they're bringing your hands down to the ground and um, – uh, and so, yeah, the door is open. And again, it's an invitation. So there, it's like an invitation. We don't necessarily uh, have to go, but they're inviting you into a different way of being. Hmm. 
Ah, that's a nice, nice ending for tonight. Everybody take a deep breath. That's a good one. Take it all in. Well, Corinne, will you please come back and join us when your new book comes out? We'd love to have you talk about that with yeah, us, I'd love to. all of the uh, Angel Miracles mm-hmm. with Money. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on again. I just I love I love talking about this stuff, guys. So thanks so much, and and both of you, you know, I I love the work that you're doing, and just you know, keep doing it. Well, thank you, thank you for joining thank us. You. This has been a just a wonderful evening, Corinne, and everybody. We'll be back next week. Yes, we will with another great show. <laughs> And until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls.